Let us pray. Lord, make us instruments of your peace. Where there is hatred, let us sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is discord, union. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light. Where there is sadness, joy. Grant that we may not so much seek to be consoled as to console. To be understood is to understand, to be loved as to love. For it is in giving that we receive, it is in pardoning that we are pardoned, and it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. Amen. Many of you may recognize that is the, the prayer of St. Francis. It's something many of us have, have drawn upon at different times. It's, if you need to, to hear those words again, they're on page 833 of your Book of Common Prayer. Um, and you're welcome as we explore that for a moment to open your prayer books to that prayer. I'm struck at the profound nature of the paradox of our Christian faith that prayer outlines. Where there is hatred, because there will be, we combat it with love. Where there is injury, because there will be, we offer pardon. Where there is discord, because there will be discord, we offer union. Where there is doubt and despair and darkness. Because how in a week like this can there not be utter doubt and despair and darkness? We offer what is so paradoxically counterintuitive. We offer faith and hope and life. And I just need to name this kind of, maybe it's Palm Sunday, maybe it's the excitement of, a, of Cracker Jack making his annual return and parading down the nave as we're trying to come up. <laughs> I'm not sure what that says. Um, in, the, in the sense of like joy of being in Christian community, and yet there's such a heaviness. And, and I want you all to look at how the words in the prayer pivot. Grant that we may not so much seek to be consoled, even when we desperately need it. We find our hope in the extension of consolation. When we are desperate to be understood, we are called to seek to understand others. When we are desperate for love, it is the role of the faithful to offer, to extend love. Because it is in giving what we receive, it is in pardoning that we are pardoned. And the Christian truth of our baptism, that in dying we are born to eternal life. Could more important words be offered on a Sunday? And I turn to this prayer because this week, as I suspect that many of you have felt this way, has in a lot of ways felt hopeless. Terrible storms have ravaged our country destroying hometowns and impacting the lives of many others. 
We saw another tragic school shooting, precious lives lost, three the age of my own daughter. And it feels like there is no end in sight. There is so much pain and suffering in our world. And I've been trying to figure out how to respond, yet struggling to find my voice and agency in making the world more beautiful. And then there is so much uncertainty in the different leaderships in our country that we as citizens depend upon our health and well-being and our protection. Many in our community feel that it is giving open permission for more hatred and abuse of people that are marginalized. Others, maybe some of the same, feel an overstretch of power that could crumble our whole 250-year-old democratic experiment. This is what we walk into this place carrying. And yet you're here. You've showed up to church, maybe with a heavier heart than usual at the beginning of the most important week in our tradition, the most sacred as we live out our Christian faith. And I'm reminded that our feelings are not new. They are not new. 2,000 years ago, people gathered on the outskirts of Jerusalem with palm branches in their hands to sing Hosanna in the highest. At the very same time, Pilate was also entering the town. It's not found in scriptures, but it happened. You can imagine his entrance. Trumpets are blaring. A red carpet is probably rolled out. There's a large government military procession, the Pax Romani, the Peace of Rome. That peace came with a cost. People were killed and crucified almost daily. According to the Jewish historian Josephus, 2,000 people were crucified in the year 4 BC by the Roman general Varus. I mean, can you imagine how badly they wanted a different reality? There was also terrible inequality. There would be revolts and persecution. This is the backdrop of the New Testament. A whole lot of people probably who also believe that if the Roman government could get everyone to conform, that peace and prosperity would be the rule of the land. But on the other side of town, people gathered with palm branches. Their hearts were heavy. They took off their cloaks, what likely would have been very precious to them, what they had held on to for lifetime. And they made a path for Jesus to enter as they sang Hosanna in the highest. They began to put their trust and faith in the one who we have all come to know, Jesus Christ. And as I reflect on this morning, I, I have to imagine they did it with smiles and hopefulness in such a complex and challenging time in their lives. Probably that gathering with palm branches, there was joy. It's why we gather here on this day. The way of Jesus Christ is an alternative to the way of the world, to the way of putting all our faith in other people and human egos and governments and promises that will leave us feeling empty and unheard. But it is also the way of hope and life. You might be wondering about today's gospel reading. Um, I don't know if it was intentional or a mistake. It's the reading from the fifth Sunday 
in Lent year C. It could be left over on our spreadsheet. We've had so much happen, and we planned so long ago. It also might be intentional, but regardless, I wonder if it's God's way of telling us something. It's funny how God works in that way. Might have been missed because of spring break, but in this story, Mary and Martha have welcomed Jesus into the home of Lazarus. There is a dinner, and Mary takes a pound of costly perfume and anoints the feet of Jesus. Judas calls out Mary, why don't you sell the perfume? And we could give that money to the poor. I've been thinking about Judas's answer. Maybe he genuinely cares about the poor, although John obviously disagrees, as he puts in parentheses, that... You know, maybe Judas is, in today's word, virtue signaling and letting people know that he advocates for the poor so that he can wash his hands from the task of having to care for them. But I want you to consider this. He has an answer to the social concerns of the day. He has an answer. Maybe it's a cautionary text in today's climate where all of us have answers for the problems that exist so that we can shift blame to others. But Mary's answer is different. She sees just how precious the moment is, and she anoints Jesus Christ with costly perfume. You know, I wish I had answers for everyone's conscience. I wish I had an answer for my own. But Mary's response seems a helpful reminder that she recognizes just how precious a moment it is to be with other humans and to be with her Lord and Savior. And she offers all that she has to honor and up and lift up that moment. My friends, as we enter Holy Week with this accidental gospel, May it be a reminder that every moment is precious. Because we are people of the incarnation. That's actually, it's more the Christmas truth, but, but it's the reality of our faith. We're incarnational people. We believe that every, every human being can bear the image of God. And I say that because while I believe there probably are better solutions to many of the problems that we face, Our Christian response is always to see the dignity of the incarnation and the people we meet, to treat them lavishly and not with fear. That applies to the aunt who has gotten wrapped up in QAnon, to our transgender siblings that are hurting, and everyone in between. Because if we believe in the incarnation, our job is to love, to anoint, to lavishly seek to understand and not to be understood. Think about how profound that truth is. We don't seek to be consoled, but to console. We don't seek to be loved, but we offer love. This is the paradox of the Christian faith. The Christian way is paradox. Every Palm Sunday since that day that that Jesus entered into Jerusalem, greeted with palm branches and hosannas, we live between choices, often a world between two extremes, the way of power and structure and order, 
as the Romans seem to believe and, have, and, and people have been trying to replicate for the history of humanity or the way of Jesus Christ, which is the way of love. So on this Palm Sunday, Lord, make us instruments of your peace. Where there is hatred, let us sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is discord, union. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light. Where there is sadness, joy. Grant that we may not so much seek to be consoled as to console, to be understood as to understand, to be loved as to love. For it is in giving that we receive, it is in pardoning that we are pardoned, and it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. Amen. Amen.